Legion, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. Casey Jiskler here, hoping everybody's enjoying their hump day. Um, we're halfway home, y'all. We're getting closer and closer by the second to the weekend. Hope everybody's enjoying their day today as much as we are here in our studios. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, <clears throat> Rouse's Markets Feels Like Home, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Industrial Power Systems, for all your engine and generator needs, Biz Power is our middle name. Southland Dodge and Homa. Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. And Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty. Today, we've got a fun show planned. Um, doing things a little bit different today. There will be no Taylor Griffin today. The turtle has a personal issue that he's tending to so instead we're going to get um keegan pokey lco football coach at 11 45 to chat w- uh, with us about the bulldogs big win last night over lockport i was there good game lco um gets a 26 to 6 win over lockport then at noon we'll have our usual wednesday interview with bj young south lafouche high school then at 12 15 we'll maybe talk a little major league baseball maybe a little nfl maybe a little college and then at uh, 12.30, we'll get to our mailbag. Then the bottom of the show. I'll try to give you guys some betting picks today, but whew, it's been hard. Um, I'm combing through the numbers, and during the commercial breaks, I'll comb through the numbers. It's just hard today because it, today's a Major League Baseball day, and every single postseason seed is locked up. So the teams that are in the playoffs are not trying to win, <laughs> which makes things difficult. But there may be some value that we could find there. And we'll try to let you know some betting picks at the bottom of the show. Here in the opening segment of the show, I want to give you some power ranking numbers for some of the local teams in our area. Um, man, it's going to be an uphill climb in the second half of the season for a lot of these local teams to get into the playoffs. And it's a situation where, as we talked about yesterday and as we've talked about throughout the course of the, really the last several weeks, um, the playoffs are kind of starting right now for some of our local teams, man, is that they, they there's not any more room to go down. There's not any more margin for error. Um, these games in the back end of the season are going to be crucial if these local teams want to have a chance to get in. Division one public schools, and I'm calling them public and private, hell, the LHSA with their non-select and select public schools, East St. John is the number four team in the state in Division One. They're five and zero. They're cruising. They're playing at an exceptionally high level, and they're rolling right now. They're comfortably in. They're going to make the playoffs just about virtually, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Uh, also from our local district is Destrehan, who's five and zero. They're number eleven. <laughs> the difference between Destrehan and East St. John has been, frankly, you know the the strength of the competition. Um, Destrehan and East St. John have um, both won all their games. Destrehan hasn't beaten a team with a winning record yet. That's been the difference. 
They beat Bonneville, who's one and four. John Aird, who's zero and five. East Ascension, who's one and four. Hanville, who's two and three. H. L. Bourgeois, who's one and four. Right now, what's carrying East St. John above Destrian is the fact that they beat St. James, who's four and one. That's proving to be a very, very big win for them. Um, but Destrian still has some room to improve, and they've got some areas here upcoming in the schedule. And I know this: whether they're seated one, whether they're seated eleven, whether they're seated twenty-eight, I don't want to play them. I know that. So we'll check on Destrian again in the coming weeks. Hanville, even though they're two and three, Hanville has the number fourteen ranking in Division One public schools because of exactly what we were just talking about a second ago, the strength of their schedule. Hanville uh, has beaten three-win North Shore. They beat a one-and-four Mandeville team. But then you look at the losses. They lost a four-and-one Newman, five-and-oh Destrehan, five-and-oh East St. John. And that's got Hanville in a great position, even though their record isn't you know very good right now, sitting just two and three. Terrebonne is number 27. Remember, 28 teams get into the playoffs. Terrebonne's 27. That means they don't have any room for error. That means they better continue to play some good ball here in the back end of the schedule. Um, Got a matchup with Ellender coming up on Friday. That's a must win. Terrebonne has to win that game if they want to have a chance to get in. You slip up there, and then you got to face all the river coming up. You're not getting in. It's as simple as that. Terrebonne has to win Friday against Ellender. Then towards the bottom, Thibodeau 32, HL Bourgeois 36, South Terrebonne 37, South Lafouche 41, Central Lafouche 42. For just about all of those teams except for, say, Thibodeau, um, yeah, you're really, really grasping at straws trying to figure out a way for them to get in. And the only reason why Thibodeau is even an exception to that is because Thibodeau still has so many opportunities to earn points the rest of the way. The Tigers are going to be playing Hanville Friday. That's a chance. Still got to play H.L. Bourgeois and Central. Those will be opportunities to get some wins, which would be 10, plus, uh, 10 points plus the win total of the opponent. You got Terrebonne who has three wins. So it's an opportunity for Thibodeau to um, maybe make some hay in the coming weeks. But for the other schools, you just don't see how realistically it could happen. I mean, yeah, sure, H.L. Bourgeois sitting at one and four. They could, in theory, get hot. And, and start to roll, but are they really going to beat East St. John on Friday? Are they really going to get by Hanville? Like, just looking at the results that they've had, you don't know how realistic it is for them to actually earn the points that are on the table for them. And the same for the local 4A schools. South Terrebonne, yeah, they're 1-4, and four, and yeah, I guess in theory they could win a bunch of these games coming in, but you're sitting at 1-4, and four, having just gotten beat pretty soundly by Ellender. Are you really going to beat Lutcher and Vanderbilt coming up? I don't know. So for the teams near the bottom in the Division One rankings, it's going to be really tough for them to figure out ways to earn enough points to crack into that top 28. Division Two, which is where we got a lot of local teams, or a handful of local teams who are competing for the postseason. Um, E.D. White's currently number seven in the state with a four and one record. Division Two is loaded, man. You got Turlings Catholic five and zero, oh, St. Thomas More four and one, De La Salle Lafayette Christian. So many prominent clubs. E.D. White's currently number seven amongst the madness uh, with a 4-1 and one record. Vanderbilt Catholic is in the lower 20s. They're 26th right now. They're 1-4. We had Tommy Minton on yesterday's show, and Tommy was very open and saying, hey, bro, we're 1-4, and four and we think we could get this turned around, but it has to start right now because you're sitting at 26. And while, yes, you're going to be favored to win some district games, a lot of the district teams you're going to be favored to beat don't have barely any wins. So you're not going to be making a huge leap forward. Um, 
the time is right now for Vanderbilt because if you slip up and get upset in a couple of those district games, you're going to miss out. You're not going to make it to the postseason at all. So they've got to get hot here in the coming days and weeks. Um, Division three, Homa Christian is there. They're actually playing some good ball as of late. <coughs> Excuse me, but they're seeded number 30 right now in the Division three power ranking numbers in part because of a poor uh, strength of schedule. Homa Christian um, has a win against a zero-win team, and then they have a win against a 3-2 and two St. John team. Actually, I don't know why their schedule number is as, as bad as it is uh, because their, their schedule actually isn't as bad as it looks on the surface, but their schedule ranking is just 3.2, but Homa Christian is 2-3 and three on the season. I'll, I'll go back and do the math. I'm sure they didn't make a mistake. I'll go back and do the math and figure that out. Then in Division Four, you got Covenant Christian Academy, who actually is one of the happiest teams in the state of Louisiana right now because they yesterday found out that, hey, they won a game that they didn't realize that they had won. Morgan City forfeits uh, their early season matchup with Covenant Christian. That was actually a one-point Morgan City win. So instead of it being a loss for CCA, it's a win for CCA. So they now defeat a 4A opponent and get 16 power points out of the game. Coming to Christians now 2-2 two and two on the season. They've got a tough schedule coming home, but right now CCA is sitting at number 17 in the Division Four private school power rankings, trying to find a way to punch a ticket into the postseason. So that's just a peek of where some of the local teams sit, and we'll continue to follow those numbers. But man, we're at that point of the year where these numbers are starting to matter. Week 6, week 7, like you're jockeying for position. You're running out of time to better yourself. And it's going to be fun to follow these numbers as we go out the rest of the year. Let's catch a break when we get back. Keegan Pokey, LCO Middle School, they get a big win yesterday. We'll ask him about some of the things he liked, some of the things he didn't like as the Bulldogs roll past the Lockport Pirates. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Back to play-by-play. Last night, I spent the night over at Memorial Stadium watching the LaRose Cutoff Middle School Bulldogs get a 26-6 win over the Lockport Pirates. We have the LCO football coach, Coach Keegan Pokey, on the line now. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Morning, Casey. I'm doing well. What about you? Doing fine, man. Uh, it was a good night for your club last night. Uh, take on a Lockport team that uh, came in, played hard, played well. Um, but you guys were a little bit better. You know, you got the run game going. Defensively, you were sound, and it was a, another victory for what's now a 5-1 and one football team. Yeah, and look, uh, credit to Lockport. Lockport came out, and they did things that uh, E.D. White did something similar to us as well. They, they jam-packed the middle, and they went ahead and said, hey, you, you're not going to beat us up the middle. And our, our credit to our guys, we made a, some adjustments, and our, our offensive line made some adjustments, and they were, were able to squeak out the victory towards the end of the game and kind of, um, started pounding the rock a little bit uh, at Lockport, and uh, it came out with a, a good win. Bro, there was one point in the game, and I guess we could laugh and joke about it now, but you guys returned a two-point conversion, 100 yards for a score, and we didn't know on the field. And I was on the field with you. We didn't know, does the score count? Does it not count? There was confusion. Um, there was chaos. But the one thing, that the reason why I'm bringing this up is you guys on the field did not wilt despite all of the noise. You guys actually played better after that, scored a couple of touchdowns after that. I know that's got to make you proud, man, because in the middle of a storm, you guys stayed calm, stayed poised, and took control of the game after that. Yeah, absolutely. I was waiting for them to kind of blow the, the play dead 
uh, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that, hey, the whistle sh- probably should have been blown. The referees were all kind of just looking at each other, waiting for someone to blow the whistle. And then when they didn't blow the whistle, I was like, okay, well, maybe we could get two points out of this. So uh, I went up to the head referee, and the head referee's like, look, I ain't going to lie. I didn't blow the whistle because I wasn't sure. He, he, his head was kind of in the, the college ranks of it a little bit. And uh, I figured that it, and eventually in the end they were going to get it right, which they, they did get the call right. Uh, it's not allowed to return any kicks. But, yeah, the kids bought in. They weren't worried about the scoreboard. I had myself and the assistant coaches trying to get the two points on the board, being that they had originally said it was good. Uh, but they changed it towards the end. But our kids weren't worried about that. Our kids were worried about the next play, worried about getting big stops on defense, worried about getting big plays on offense, and we ended up rolling with it. Bro, there were times last night where Lockport was facing third and 20, fourth and 25. Like, you guys were not just keeping them out. At times, you guys were pushing them back, forced a lot of negative plays. I'd love to know how many plays ended in a tackle for loss on your defense. You guys played very, very well on that side last night. Yeah, I literally just finished uh, doing our stats probably about a minute before you called. Our total offense, of, uh, total offense we had uh, 204 yards total offense, which is all rushing. We don't really throw that much. And then their total offense was 40 yards. Uh, a lot of those uh, possessions we just see, they had one, two, three, four. They had uh, four possessions that were in total of negative yardage. Wow. So, yeah, our defense did well. Our defense was stepping up. We, we switched a few guys in the different positions against uh, what we thought they would come out and do, and our kids really bought in. Well, a few kids that uh, kind of felt sick, uh, that flu was going around pretty bad. So we had to go ahead and change up a few guys. A few guys never played positions before, and they stepped up like Jack Wisher. He came in big. He played outside linebacker, which he's really – uh, a rotation of a guy in the middle linebacker, but he stepped, he stepped up big. And I'm, I'm just extremely proud of the D-line. The D-line was flying to the ball. They were creating pressure of the middle on the outside. We did an extremely great job flying to the ball last night. That was what I wanted to ask you was, man, you know, I was assuming, okay, you know, coming off of a bye, like they were going to lick some wounds and everybody was going to get back right. But you told me, and then, heck, we saw it. You guys were still without several guys who were, you know, either sick or, you know, still battling some injuries and, even with a little bit of the time away, you guys were beat up, which leads to the next question is, I'm sure you guys are going to embrace the next bye week for fall break to even kind of get healthier even further. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we had a few guys out last night for other reasons too as well, but Jean uh, Eric is still out with their little hamstring nagging, hamstring injury. Uh, we're hoping to get him back for the East Thibodeau game. Uh, if not the East Thibodeau game, we're hoping he comes back for the uh, gold medal game. But yeah, and look, the kids uh, are not really worried about who's going to war with them they're, they're, or who's not going to war with them uh, in the sense of them being out, being injured. They're worried about getting the team win. And, look, even uh, the kids on the sideline, the kids on the sideline that weren't playing, the Jean-Eric Vigés, the Terry Brad Border, they were more excited for the kids than ever. Um, when, we, when we got a big play, they were, they were excited. They were celebrating. They were doing the right things, being leaders on the sideline. So these kids really bought in. And look, it's killing uh, Sharky, it's killing Terry Brad sitting out last night. Uh, but I think it's been benefited us in the long run. We got other kids involved. We got other kids that experience. I think the, when they come back, I think we're going to be stronger than ever. Dude, you guys got some big physical backs, and you talked about VG a minute ago, and Isaiah Kidd's a big boy, and like you guys got some big guys that run the ball. But then you got little Carter Cantros like Darren Sproles out there, bro. He's not very big, but man, he just slips through those holes. He's slippery, you can't tackle him. He popped some big ones last night. It's almost like a change of pace, man. You guys got the big power, but you guys got the little uh, little slot back as well that's making things happen. 
And you know, as a football coach, you you want you want kids, and we always say it. And coaches, that even when I was a player, coaches always said you want to you want to find players that would run through a brick wall for you. And if I told Carter Cantrell, hey, just run through this brick wall, Carter wouldn't ask questions. He would just go ahead and run through the brick wall. Afterwards, you might ask, like, Coach, why you had me do that? But he's he's an unbelievable kid. He uh, does what he's asked out of us. And, look, he, he runs the ball well. He, he ran extremely well in practice for the last month. And uh, last night he kind of broke out. Last night he said, hey, I'm not going to let you tackle me on first contact. He was pumping those feet. Uh, he had several runs last night that I was like, okay, he, he's going down. The next thing you know, he's, he's popping out for a 33-yard uh, run. Uh, he had the first touchdown of the game, bouncing on the outside, seeing really good vision. So he did extremely well. I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of the offensive line. I'm very proud of those other two backs. And I'm very proud of our leader in the huddle, Jack Griffin, man. Jack Griffin, he's calm, collective. He's laid back. He understands that we might not be able to pass the ball all that much, but he gets the job done, and he gets the job done effectively. You guys have a lot of kids on the team that really know and understand football. And what I mean by that is like, okay, last night there were a couple of situations where like I'm over there shooting on the sideline and there's a penalty and, you know, the officials are discussing. And then I hear behind me like some conversation amongst the guys of like, oh, are, you think they're going to accept this or you think they're going to decline it? And like the football IQ of the kids, even some of them that aren't playing is really high and it's really neat for me because look, Whenever I was 12, 13, 14 years old, that was me. That was the kid that was, you know, always discussing the, the chess match and everything. So to hear that, it was pretty neat for me. You guys got a lot of kids that really, really know the game. Hey, look, that makes our job 10 times easier when a kid knows the game a little bit, um, when he understands the game fully. Uh, all we got to do is bring out his potential a little bit. So, But when you have the IQ of the game, you usually have a leg up on any person you, you face. So, yeah, and look, those seventh graders coming up, they might not be getting much playing time, and those sixth graders too as well. They might not be getting a lot of playing time right now, but they learn it from a, a great leadership group of Bo Georges, Carter Colley, the Cantrell Shepherds. Um, they're learning great things from them, but learning the game of football is uh, definitely on our list of things that we want to get accomplished every single day, every single week. And uh, those kids already know it. Those kids coming to us right now, they, they're some good kids. They're some great IQ kids. So I think next year and the next couple of years, you're going to see a, a program that's going to continue trending in the right direction. Light practice for you all today because you guys are encouraging the kids to go do something that I think is really cool, man. This afternoon, there might be a couple of Bulldogs in attendance out in Galliano. Yeah, absolutely. And you know those freshmen that uh, – the freshmen like the Camden Bros, the Terrence Petries, the Connor Lewis's, um, Dre Hughes. A lot of those kids, Landon Daughter, the Landon Jones, a lot of those kids came back and showed support to us even after they left our program. So we figured that, hey, we'll, we'll give you a light practice. We'll let, let you out about an hour earlier than usual, and then we'll go ahead and support those guys. And, look, I'm always looking forward to cheering those guys on. Those guys gave me their everything the last year or two, and those guys uh, pretty much invested in the program to where it is now. So I, I owe them to go cheer them on to see how well they're doing over there. I know they're doing great things. Very proud of them. It's awesome to see them. Um, come support us, come support their old teammates. So we're going to return the favor tonight, and we're going to go support them as well. Dude, I'm going to ask you about somebody in the family, bro. Terrence Petrie has looked really good in the opportunity that he's been given on the freshman and JV ranks. And, you know, I was talking with B.J. Young. They're really high on him. He's making good plays at quarterback. He's doing an excellent job at defensive back. And I know that you coached him, so, you know, that that's always fun. But then just seeing him growing up and knowing him for most of his life, dude, you got to be so proud seeing the strides he's making. Because he's a kid that they think, 
next fall could be playing on Friday nights with the big boys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's kind of one of the things that uh, when I got with my wife, when I got into that family, um, Terrence was like a month old. So watching him grow up, watching him grow up to the young man he is, uh, seeing the character, and look, he's just an unbelievable great kid. Uh, but the athlete he is, and you talk about knowledge of the game, uh, he has that. He might not be the fastest, might not be the quickest or strongest, but he has the knowledge of the game. And every sport he has played, he's done that for basketball too as well. But for football, man, he uh, like last week when they play or the last home game they played for JV against South Terrebonne, he uh, he saw a route on the outside, like a comeback route, which not too many DBs pick off those routes. He read perfectly. The only thing he didn't do was catch the ball, but he read it perfectly. So, yeah, I think he's going to do great things. Uh, I think he's an unbelievable kid. Very proud of him. I can't wait to watch him uh, continue to be successful throughout these uh, next four years at Southwood. Before we let you go, LSU's got a big one Saturday morning in Death Valley taking on Tennessee. That's a matchup of two top 25 teams. They're in the top 10. Are the Tigers going to pull the upset? Bro, it's going to be tough, but, heck, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to win in Baton Rouge, too. What are you seeing between that matchup on Saturday? First of all, why is it at 11 o'clock? Thank you. <laughs> this is a prime time game. It should be a prime time. You should, uh, I guess, they don't want LSU to win. I guess in a sense because they don't <laughs> want those rowdy fans to get in there at Death Valley. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I, I think our passing game needs to be on point for us. And I've seen they had like a players meeting between the quarterback and the wide receiver. So hopefully we could get on the same page. But I, I like our chances, man. Um, I think Brian Kelly has something that the last couple coaches never had. Uh, I think he makes great adjustments at halftime. We're a second-half kind of uh, a team. So I think if we come into the, the halftime with a, a little bit of a chance to win, I think Brian Kelly and his staff will make adjustments, and I think we'll pull it out. We just got to keep it close, keep it close, do the right things, and uh, I like our chances. Though. Good deal, brother. Look, man, congrats on the win. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll chat again soon, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. That is Coach Keegan Pokey with LCO doing a wonderful job. They get a big win last night, take care of business, and uh, they're 5-1. and one. They've, they've had a really good season so far. Look forward to watching the rest of their season unfold. I believe they've got East Thibodeau and Golden Medal left on the slate. Uh, also, middle school last night, we had West Thibodeau rolling past Sixth Ward, getting a, a decisive win. Haven't gotten a score for E.D. White and Raceland. I'm going to figure that out, though. I'm going to get that score to you all, hopefully by the end of airtime today. If not, uh, then I'm going to get it for you tomorrow. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. When we get back, BJ Young, South Lafouche High School, will be joining us. Tarpons are taking on Assumption on Friday night. Wags we'll BJ about some of the challenges that the Mustangs are going to present. It's Play by Play here on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? 
called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed at riley john's blue boot foundation our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justglare here. We go to the phone lines for our second call-in guest of the show. That's BJ Young of South Lafouche High School, who's on the line now. BJ, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, man. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing fine, man. Uh, another week of practice and preparation, taking on an assumption team on Friday night, loading up the caravan, heading out to Napoleonville. How have the kids looked so far this week, bro? Man, I had a good week. Um, trying to put that last day of work in today. <clears throat> kind of kind of mixed it up a little bit yesterday. Did a little scrimmage, a little live scrimmage. Uh, try to get the energy up and uh, compete a little bit. Um, when, you, when you look at it, man, it's, it's it's more about us just executing and, and doing things right than, than what the other team's doing. Uh, so kind of taking care of ourselves this week. So kind of liven things up. Uh, scrimmage for about 20 minutes yesterday at the end. Uh, got some good work in, man. So um, got some positions that are open and uh, got some guys competing. Uh, see who we're going to put out there on Friday. Tell us about the Mustangs. What do you see on tape? Uh, you know, I'd imagine they're very athletic, but what are some of the things you guys are going to have to be up against on Friday night? Yeah, super athletic. Uh, got a lot of kids who can run around. Uh, got a lot of speed. I um, think they're bigger than what they were last year uh, on both sides of the ball. The um, offense is explosive. The quarterback's really good. He's real accurate with his throws. Got a kind of a, a bigger back um, who runs hard. And uh, six is back from last year, an all-district receiver uh, who, who can make plays. It, it doesn't matter who's covering him. Um, so, he uh, he's explosive, so we try to limit him. Uh, but it's going to be hard, man, because he, he can really play uh, defensively. They're real physical. Uh, run to the ball, all eleven. Run to the ball. Very aggressive. A lot of speed, you know. Um, this year, you know, the speed has kind of given us a, a few issues, but they are um, 
they, they're a very fast team. So we try to see if we could, uh, you know, make some corrections and get, and, and get better for this week. And, uh, look, man, I think if we play well, we give ourselves a chance to win. Coach, uh, last year guarding Moler on the edges was a big challenge. And then in the second half, you guys kind of made some adjustments and limited him. Um, he's still there. And I know that you guys are aware of some of the damages that he could do. Um, I'm sure that's going to be a big point of emphasis on in the game plan defensively this week. Man, we can't let him be, get behind us. So we can't let him you know, kind of wreck what we're trying to do. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's number six. He, um, they kind of go through him. You know, um, as he goes, they go. So, going to try. He kind of also does kind of like uh, like Dwayne Winfield did last week. Kind of plays on some crucial downs. He'll play in the secondary a little bit. Um, so, you, you want to try to limit him, right? To say you're going to shut him down, I think it's um, kind of a far-fetched feat, you know. Um, I think he's a really good football player. But uh, we're going to try our hardest, you know. Um, last year, we kind of put Jackson O'Tay in his face. Uh, and put Austin Savoy over the top, um, and it worked out well. We kind of took him out of the game in the second half. Uh, Coach Will knows that, right? He's the one that made the adjustment. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think they're going to have a little wrinkle or something to maybe move him around, maybe get him in a slide or do some of that nature, try to not always have him in one position. That way it make it a little harder on us or kind of force our hand of what we have to do to take him away. You guys have had some nagging injuries that are getting closer to being healed. Are you guys going to be closer to full strength on Friday night? No, man. Still uh, still banged up. Um, hoping that within the next few weeks we can get back to full strength. Um, you know, hopefully Carson, he goes back to the – he's got therapy this week, goes back to the doctor on Monday. Hopefully they clear him. Um, Dustin Burge probably a few weeks away. He can start practice on next Monday, but with no contact. So, um Hopefully next week we'll have Carson back, and then after that, maybe a few more weeks to have our starting guard back. So, um, but look, man, I think everybody at this time of the year is a little banged up. You know, it's about that time of the year where there's everybody got a little little, little bobo here or there, and um, you know, we just been ha- we've been happening, or this year has been not on our side as far as the injury bug. It's, it's bitten a lot. So, uh, look, man, trying to piece it together is no excuse. Um, I pretty much guarantee you, assumption don't care who's playing. You know, um, nobody, no, nobody really feels sorry for anybody. So uh, we got to put a product on the field Friday. That's when it gives us a chance to win a football game. And look, man, those, those things, you're right. It, it happens to everybody, but it doubly hurts, man. It was like the Bird kid. I mean, he's a senior, dude. I mean, and th- th- you, you hate to see guys miss game time and practice time on their last ride, man. I know that it hurts the kid, but even as a coach, I mean, you've been watching him develop. I'm sure it's got to hurt you as well, even aside from the competitive advantages and the wins and the losses, just somebody who wants something so bad and who isn't medically able to go and play. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a kid who's busted his butt um, for three years um, in the off season, um, during the season, stepped in last year and started a few games for us at center. Um, you just hate it for him, man, you know, because uh, he cares a lot of body, works hard, and um, – you know, it's just unfortunate. Uh, but so hopefully he can get back, though, and um, he can get a few few at the end right there and try to help us win some games. We talked on both Friday night after the game and then Saturday on the sports corner about how it's almost a feeling of starting fresh. You know, it's the second half of the season. You guys didn't have the first half that you wanted. Uh, have the kids responded to that message of, hey, man, let's just go not worry about it. Let's just go play our best ball on Friday and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, we talked about it after the game with the team, um, right after the luxury game. Is look, we're not we sitting at one and four. That's not what anybody wants or whatever anybody predicted. 
Um, but it's where we're at. Um, you know, if you call on a spade a spade, we're a one and four football team right now. So we have to flush the first half of the season and uh, forget about it. Um, we didn't even bring them in to watch the film. Um, flush it. I told them I wanted them back Monday with a lot of fire and, um, you know, that same energy and fire they had, you know, going to the scrimmage in the Jamboree where they were, you know, ready to rip the walls down to get out there and play football. So uh, get away from it um, and try to get that fire back. And, and they have. I thought we had two good days in a row with a lot of energy, um, a lot of competing. And, uh, you know, we mixed some things up in practices. Hasn't really looked the same as it did in the past. So trying some different things to uh, try to get the mojo back. And, um, you know, hopefully it pays off on Friday, man. You've been very open about, man, it's hard to run offense when you can't run the football. And I know you guys have yeah. tried some different types of run plays, some different formations to run out of. Um, without giving the game plan away for Friday, man, I'm sure that's going to be another big goal is, man, trying to get three, four, five yards of pop on the ground. That's something you guys have been unable to do for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, look, I think at all levels, if you can't run the ball um, and stop the run, you, you're probably a sub-500 uh, ball club um, if you're lucky. Right, you're 500 if you're lucky. Um, and and we, we, we're not running the football effective. I think we're averaging 1.2 yards a carry. Um, and then, look, that's from week one to week five, you know, 1.2 yards a carry. And um, you, you have to be able – you can't – people – I think what people – you know, if you stop the pass right now, you win the game. But it's hard to throw the ball, right, when they're dropping seven in coverage or, uh, you know, six, seven in coverage – because they thinking they can stop the run with just five or six people, five people in the box. Um, you know, Ledger had five guys in the box on Friday, and um, I feel like every time we handed the ball off, we lost. Like you wasted a down. You know, so um, if teams can stop the run with five in the box, um, if anybody got any suggestions uh, <laughs> of how to move the ball, I'd be open to hearing them. Because with five in the box and you stopping the run, it makes it really hard on a. It don't matter who's calling plays or, or, or whatever. It's just and we got to get creative in ways to run it. So last week we, we did some things. Um, got a little, a, a few yards on a few carries. Um, but yeah, man, you know, uh, you, you got to be able to run the football. And um, same thing, though, man. We're trying to get creative in ways to do it um, because I think if we start running it on people, um, it's not what they expect. And um, might might be able to get it to halftime and steal a half away, you know, running the football. Um, and then trying to make adjustments, and then it opens back, you know, all your RPO game and, and, your, and, your, and your quick game and your drop back game. So um, definitely a point of emphasis. You know, we got to run the football, um, and, and we're going to try again. You know, you can't abandon the run, you know, fully. I mean, even Mike Leach, man, is an air raid guy, and I watched him play LSU, and they ran the ball like a ton. You know, you, you got to be able to run the football um, in, in, in today's game. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's definitely something we're going to try to do again. Is it almost become like an attitude or a mentality? Because like you just said, okay, they got five in the box. Well, I'm doing the math here. You guys got at least five linemen and then usually a tight end and then maybe even a couple of tight ends. Like yeah. there's more of you than there are of them. At some point it feels like your guys have got to say, man, to hell with this. We're throwing you back. We've got the advantage. Has it almost become an attitude? Yeah, look, like, and like we said, you know, if you got five in the box, you know, that, that's six guys in coverage, man. And – um if you release the back, you only got five, <laughs> right? So you are numbered. Um, so we have we have to run the football. We play a lot of eleven personnel um, stuff. So you're right, man. Sometimes we got six and they got five, and um, for one reason or another, right? We don't we don't get any yards running the football. 
so um, I think that we, we kind of opened some stuff up, man. You know, we we got to compete for positions. It's our job as coaches to put the best guys on the field. And, um, look, pulling guys from defense, defense is pulling guys from offense. Um, I think if you're a Salafouche fan and you came to every game, there's people in different positions, right? We try, we're trying to figure out the best 22 or, um, shoot, best 19, right? Somebody had to go both ways to get out there and just give us a chance, man, to, uh, to win some games. So, Very good. Um, yeah, man. Very good. Last question before we let you go. Taking on the Mustangs on the road Friday night, what are some of the keys to victory, man? Yeah, look, we talked about it. got to run the football. I think if we can run the football and eliminate the explosive plays, I think we'll be fine. Very good. BJ, thanks so much for the time, buddy. We'll chat on uh, on Saturday for sure, but good luck Friday. All right, man. Thank you. That is BJ Young with South Lafouche High School doing a great job as always. They're working hard, man. They're working hard. And look, they're young, dude. They're young. People need to understand this. And I, I understand the frustrations, okay? I, I get it. Hell, I, I'm calling the games on the radio. It's frustrating for me too at times. This is a high school football team that's replacing pretty much all of its starters. Okay, let's get that out of the way. You're replacing your quarterback, all your running backs, all your receivers, pretty much all of your line, pretty much all of both lines, your linebackers, your secondary, your kicker. You're replacing all of it. Okay, so there was always going to be a little bit of a learning curve. And I understand the frustration. You're replacing a coordinator. That's tough, too. That's a transition, too. So this was always going to be a, a bit of a process. Now what we want to see is, can you play better football in the second half of the season, make some improvements, and understand that you're young this fall. You're not going to be young next fall. You're going to return a lot of key pieces uh, next season. And can you you know, go ahead and, and give yourself some momentum, maybe even find a way to squirt out a couple of wins or two here coming home, get some momentum, and kind of piece this thing back together. But that's where we are right now. With those guys, they've got a tough one against Assumption, but it's not going to be as tough as the Lutcher game was. Uh, like BJ said, steal a couple of possessions, you know, maybe get an early score, pop a run here, or there, get yourself into the second half. We'll see how it shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to the mailbag. I've got questions for you all that we'll get answered. It's play by play here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Friend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Friend Easy Buy? Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. time for a lot of people's favorite segment here on the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey just clear here. We thank BJ Young and Keegan Pokey for the time. We've got our mailbag questions that we'll get answered for you all. If you've got a mailbag question for us in the future, find a way to get it to me. I am at Casey underscore just clear on Twitter. We're at KLEB radio on Twitter. You could find me at Casey just clear on Facebook. We're at KLEB radio on Facebook. I'm just Claire Casey at gmail.com. Find a way to get your questions to me. The first question a listener wants to know is Casey. Do you think Jaden Daniels will be the LSU football starter next fall? Or will Brian Kelly and the Tigers look to upgrade at the position? I hadn't thought about this. Um, this is actually a really good question. Um, first and foremost, the elephant in the room and the obvious is that, yeah, you're going to be looking to upgrade every position, right? Um, so if, for instance, a guy like Caleb Williams, who's now at USC, who transferred from Oklahoma to USC, like if a guy like that comes into the portal, (laughs) yeah, Brian Kelly's going to say, you know what? We want that dude. So yeah, in that respect, I think that LSU was always going to be looking to upgrade. And that goes for any position on the depth chart. But with that having been said, assuming that there's not that Heisman level, All-American level caliber player who becomes available, I think, yes, Jaden Daniels will be the LSU starter again next season with one condition. If the LSU offensive line makes strong leaps forward and strong strides, and becomes, like right now, they're just kind of an average unit, right? Like C-minus, 
some games a C plus when they play well. They're just average. And Daniels is the starter over Nussmeyer, quite frankly, because of his escapability. They know Nussmeyer would get sacked all game long. If the line makes adjustments and progressions and grows, maybe there's a chance that Walker Howard or Nussmeyer could perhaps just throw their way into the job just because of how you know much more accurate and how much more explosive they could be in the passing game. But with that having been said, I, I, I think it'll be Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's played five games this season for LSU and has been proficient in just about all of them except for the last one where the Tigers really struggled. And even in the last one, yeah, 8 of 20, yeah, 88 yards and all the crazy things that we're seeing. That, those are facts. That's what you were. But how many balls were dropped? There were five or six drops. That could have just as easily been 14 of 20 with like 160 yards and then no one's saying anything. So, yeah, I think Daniels will be the starter, barring the unexpected, which is you know just a program-changing player coming available in the portal. Listener wants to know, Casey, is there any chance that South Lafouche Volleyball will play a home match in the 2022 season? Um, I don't know Coach Jeremy's plans for this because right now they're playing home matches at LCO. But I do know that the opportunity and the availability to play home matches is going to be there in the very near future. The non-competition gym at South Lafouche is pretty much ready. Um, from what I understand, you know, the floor's down, the roof is fixed. They're waiting on like some stuff on the floor that was laid on it when it was put down to like dry. That'll happen in the next couple of days. So like by next week, reasonably, you could host stuff there. Is it as big as LCO? No, it's not. Would you maybe have to limit capacity or seating or I don't know. I don't know what the plan would be. But I know that the opportunity is going to be there for them if they want to host a home match on campus. And for that, I say, why wouldn't you? I mean, heck, the kids haven't been playing athletics indoors on campus since the storm. And really, those opportunities since COVID have been very restricted as well uh, with social distancing and masking and you know getting your t- the temperature checked at the door and all the craziness that we've had to endure. I think that it would be really neat to at least have one match there whether you're doing you know, your playoff game, I don't know. Um, you know. I don't know if they're going to have a home playoff match because they've kind of been struggling lately. Um, but I, I do think it would be pretty neat to see at least one match on in the, uh, in the home gym out on campus. Listener wants to know, Casey, which top 10 college football team should be on upset alert this coming weekend? And I did the research for this before the show. I read the question before the show. Um, and, and went and figured it out. And it, you guys are going to say that I'm just being a homer or whatever, but there's only one answer. It's Tennessee. Tennessee's the only one that's at risk. This is not a great college football schedule this week, and a lot of the top teams in the country are going to beat the snot out of their opponents. Let me just read you the rest of the top 10 schedule. Michigan's traveling to take on Indiana. We don't expect any drama there. Michigan's a 22-point favorite in that game. Um, number two, Georgia. They're hosting Auburn. Like we know what's gonna happen there. Georgia's gonna win forty to nothing. We know what's gonna happen there. Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Oklahoma State's the number seven team in the country. They're ten point favorite. Maybe Texas Tech could play competitive there. Maybe. Um, but I don't know. I, I have my doubts. Ole Miss, number nine in the country. They're taking on Vanderbilt. 
Ohio State, number three in the country. They're taking on Michigan State, who's awful. They're two and three. Clemson, they're taking on Boston College, who is terrible. Alabama, they're taking on Texas A&M, who is terrible. Alabama's a 24-point favorite against Texas A&M. So the only answer to me is Tennessee. They're the number eight team in the country, and they're the only team in the top ten who I think has a reasonable actual chance to lose. And Las Vegas agrees. Tennessee's only a three-point favorite in LSU. I think that that's the only opportunity that we have at a big, huge upset. Anything else would be a big-time surprise. And on a little side note here, just getting off topic, do you remember last fall at this time when LSU was in the process of parting ways with Coach Ogeron and all the talk nationally was, oh, uh, uh, Mel Tucker is the clear favorite to be the LSU head football coach. Mel Tucker is is embarrassingly bad. That would have been a huge mistake for LSU football to make. Mel Tucker right now is about to get chased out of Michigan State. Well, probably not because he signed a gross extension in the offseason to try to kind of keep him there because he was flirting with some other schools. They're 2-3, and three and they're awful. In his career there, he went 2-5 and five the COVID year. Last year was a good year, 11-2. and two. But now 2-3, and three, they look terrible. So in his three seasons at Michigan State, a program that historically has won, he's going to have a losing season two out of the three, and that's who a lot of folks thought LSU was going to go get. Brian Kelly's not had two or three losing seasons in his 30-year career. He had a few down years at Notre Dame. That's it. Man, that, that would have that changed everything. That would have been a big mistake for the LSU administration to make. Fortunately, crisis averted. That ended up not being what happened. I don't know if this is the same listener who asked this, but we've got the same question from LSU a minute ago with Jaden Daniels as the New Orleans Saints. A listener wants to know, Casey, who will be the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback next season? And again, I'm as perplexed as you. I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. Um, Jameis Winston's under contract next season. He becomes the easy, logical answer. But what happens if the season doesn't go well? Do they spend free agency money on something else? I know they don't have a first-round draft pick, but do they trade Sean Payton for a first-round draft pick and get back into the first round? Do they pick somebody? Because, look, that's the thing. Last year, it wasn't a good quarterback draft, and we're seeing it on the field now. We're seeing the guys like Pickett, and they're playing, and they're they're disastrously bad because they were not a good quarterback group. None of these, uh, Malik Willis with Tennessee and Pickett, and uh, this is not a good quarterback class. I think most all of these guys that are on the field or in that that rookie group are not going to be successful over the long haul. And we all kind of knew that. That's why they didn't get picked as early as normal. But this one is. You got a lot of really talented quarterbacks coming into the draft this coming season. So do the Saints maybe you know, get Sean Payton out to somebody and get a first-round pick. I don't know. I tend to say, though, about 60 70% it's going to be Jameis Winston again. You committed to him for two years. You're not going to cut him and swallow the, 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 the dead money. You're not going to be able to trade him anywhere. You're not going to make him a backup, you know, making you know, $10, $15 million a year. So I think the easy answer is Jameis Winston. But if things go extremely south, maybe maybe we'll see a change there. 
Listener wants to know, Casey, will Carson Ogeron start Friday for South Lafouche? Last I'd heard, he'd been out two weeks with an injury, but had a chance to come back. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, we had BJ Young on earlier in the show, and he kind of answered that. Uh, Carson is not going to be available Friday for South Lafouche, taking on assumption. Um, aside from what BJ told us, got a little bit of inside information, a little bit of details on that. Carson is now just kind of week to week. He's got like a quad, like knee, like leg type of issue. I don't know exactly what the injury is, but he's been going to see the doctor weekly. He was hoping to get cleared to play on Friday, but the doctors apparently have cleared him only for straight line running and not for cutting and juking and all the things that he's going to have to do on the field. I'm told they're hopeful that this coming Monday, if there are no setbacks, the doctor will then fully release him to cut and juke and spin and do all the things that makes Carson Ogeron what he is. So, yes, I think that um, Carson will be – not I think. I know Carson will be out Friday, and the hope is that the following Friday he'll be able to get back into the lineup for South Lafouche. Listener wants to know, Casey, what National League team is most likely to upset the Dodgers in the National League playoffs? It's going to sound like a cop-out answer because they're the team that I root for. How could it be anybody other than the Braves? The Braves are the only team that's – proven capable of beating this core in a seven-game series. They did it last year. The Braves, guess what, are better than they were last year. The Braves won like 88, 89 games last year. They, they won 101 this year. They're better than what they were now. The Dodgers are better too. But since June the 1st, Atlanta had a terrible start to the season. Since June the 1st, you know who has the best record in all of baseball? It's not the Dodgers, despite them having 110 wins on the season. Since June 1st, the best record in all of Major League Baseball belongs to Atlanta. I think they could score enough to keep up with the Dodgers because, look, against them, you got to score. You're not going to beat them 2-1. to one. They're going to score three, four runs at minimum. you got to be able to score. They're going to be able to hit the Los Angeles pitching just well enough, and they've got just enough pitching on their side to hold down the Los Angeles offense. I don't think it's likely that anybody does it. I think that the Dodgers are going to win the National League. But if you're asking me who's most likely to do it, I think it's got to be Atlanta. I don't think the Mets have enough offense. I think that Scherzer and DeGrom, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. But they lose a lot of games when Scherzer and DeGrom pitch because they don't score. you got to be able to score a little bit. I don't think the Mets' offense will be enough. St. Louis, I really like the mojo and the vibe and you know Molina and Wainwright and Pujols and all that craziness. I really like that about St. Louis. Uh, just something feels missing. I just think they're just a little bit away. And then San Diego, no. Philadelphia, no. So those are your National League playoff teams. I think it's got to be Atlanta. It's got to be Atlanta. But the obvious answer is I don't think anybody's actually going to upset the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers are going to go to the World Series. Listener wants to know, Casey, what's going on with Nichols football? Never would I have expected them to start the season 0-5. Things are really not going well out in Thibodeau. First and foremost, I wouldn't have expected Nichols to be 0-5 either. Um, and I wouldn't have expected them to lose to Northwestern on Saturday. The Colonels are not very good defensively. Let's start there. You're giving up 30, 40, 50 points a game. That's not a great recipe for success when you're trying to win college football games. It puts so much pressure on your offense. 
this coming season, or this current season, rather, Nichols is allowing 486 yards per game. They've allowed 29 touchdowns in five games. Opponents passing the football on Nichols are 105 of 160 for 1,475 yards, 13 touchdowns, and one interception. So opponents are completing at a high percentage for a lot of yards with a bunch of touchdowns and not a lot of interceptions. Opponents on the ground are getting five yards per carry on Nichols with 15 touchdowns rushing. And they've gained almost 1,000, well, not almost, they have gained 1,000 yards, 1,015 yards to be exact, in five games on the ground. So the Colonels are not playing well defensively, and it's limiting what they're trying to do, and it's putting a lot of pressure on an offense that doesn't have a lot of explosiveness. When you make the move to go to Cohen Grandier quarterback, it's a move that's being made knowing that you're not going to be as explosive offensively as you've been with Lindsey Scott. You're not going to be as explosive offensively as you were or were going to be likely with Lowell Narcisse. It was going to be a more methodical, game-managing, control-the-clock offense. But when you're giving up touchdowns every single time you take the field defensively, that offensive style doesn't work. So now you're giving up too many points, not scoring enough points, and you're falling behind the eight ball just about every single time you take the field. And it's proved very problematic for a team that's now 0-5 and a team that virtually has to win the rest of them to have any type of chance to make it to the postseason, which is going to be a tall order because you've got Incarnate Word coming up. you got Southeastern coming up. you got a lot of the big dogs coming up. It's going to be a tall order for the Colonels to make happen. Last question. Comes from a listener who wants to know, Casey, who is the best wrestler in the world? Well, my means for judging this are going to be a little bit different than maybe some others, right? You have the Dave Meltzers of the world who just recently blocked me on Twitter. One of the best personal achievements that I've ever had in my life is being blocked by that maniac on Twitter. Um, but you got guys like that who will just purely grade matches based on the false finishes, the back and forth, the flips and the aerials. And I'm more of a total package. Can you tell me a story? Can you cut a promo? Does it feel like a big deal when you're on TV? Just drawing money is what the name of the game is. And for that reason and that reason alone, the best wrestler in the world right now is Roman Reigns. Every time he's on TV, it feels like a big deal. Every time he's in a program, it feels like a big deal. They're making Sami Zayn into a star. Why? Because Roman Reigns is attached to it. You know, the Usos, they feel like a huge deal. Why? Because Roman Reigns is attached to it. Everything the dude touches turns to golden is because he's got that I'm a superstar feel to him. And because of that, he's the best wrestler in the world. And I don't think right now, to be honest, that there's even a close second. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's talk. Some Major League Baseball in the next segment. The regular season wraps up today. We'll give you a rundown of who's facing who in the postseason next week. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. This song relates to the New York Mets and their chances at winning the National League East. You had a 10-game lead earlier in the season. But guess what? You've got... And guess what? You're making it to the playoffs. And even if you beat the Padres, you're facing the Dodgers. And guess what? In that series, you've got... It was so 
beautiful watching the Atlanta Braves clinch the National League East last night for a couple of reasons. A, it meant that the Mets were not going to win the National League East. And B, to clinch it on the Miami Marlins field, a place where Atlanta has had so much drama and so many issues in years past with Miami throwing at Ronald Acuna and hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, causing skirmishes and brawls. And to see Don Mattingly have to watch the Atlanta Braves pop champagne on his field. Oh, yeah, it's only going to be your field for one more day, Bubba, because after today you're getting fired and you're not going to be in Miami anymore to see the Braves clinch the division in Miami of all places. Just absolutely beautiful. To the Mets, best of luck in the wild card round, boo. You're not going to the big show. You're not getting the bye like Atlanta. You got to go and play a three-gamer with the Padres, and if you win that one, <laughs> you got to face the Dodgers. So good luck to the Mets. Congratulations on leading the NL East throughout the entire season and then gagging it all away and losing the division for the now five-time, 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 back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back National League East champion Atlanta Braves. Now that I've finished being an arrogant peacock <laughs> here on play-by-play, I can give you the rest of the Major League Baseball playoff bracket. Uh, the bracket is set. There's still one more day left of the regular season. It's going to be a dreadful day of baseball today. Major League Baseball wanted, you know, all these games to are these division races to come down to the last day and you know, for fans to have to be watching and and no, nah, there's no reason to watch Major League Baseball today, unfortunately. Because the seeds are locked, everything is cinched up, and we know where everybody's gonna be going. In the opening round wild card series in the National League first, you've got the number three seed St. Louis Cardinals, who will be hosting a three game series with the number six seed Philadelphia Phillies. All these wild card round uh matchups are best of three. And they're only in one place. So the better-seeded team will host all three games. <laughs> you got Cardinals and Phillies. That'll be a matchup of St. Louis's prolific offense that could really score in bunches versus, you know, Nola and Wheeler. And, you know, the, the Phillies are good when they play well. The Phillies are just so streaky that it's not hard to see a world where they don't play well and they get swept. That's going to be a fun series. I don't have a clue how that one's going to go down. I've watched the Phillies all year. And, and full disclosure, when the Braves are playing the Phillies, I fear Philadelphia more than I ever feared the Mets whenever the Braves are playing the Mets. <laughs> because the Phillies have guys like Harper and Hoskins and, and Real Mutual and guys who could hit home runs and make a difference. The Mets don't have any of that. They've just got great pitching. So that would be a fun series there. Then I'm over here laughing and making fun of the Mets. The fact of the matter is that the Padres might be in a world of hurt. They're traveling to New York to take on the Mets. They're going to have to face Scherzer and DeGrom both. Um, That's going to be really tough. The Mets in this new format with the three-game series layout, they have a huge strategic advantage with the two high-end starting pitchers that they have. The Padres got pitching too, but the Padres also are just a bit of a mess. They've made all these tra- trades and all these moves, and nev- they never really got steam. They never really started playing at the level that we thought they were capable of playing. The winner of the Phillies... Okay, so actually, let's clear this up. <laughs> I've, I've been asked a lot by Major League Baseball fans who don't understand how this works. 
Because in the NFL, when it was a 16 bracket, the opening round matchups would decide the second round matchups, meaning, you know, hey, if the sixth seed won the opening round matchup, they would face the number one seed. Like they would reseed the teams after round one. The way Major League Baseball is, is doing this, it's not that way. It's a true bracket. So number three is facing number six, that's St. Louis and Philly. The winner of that series is facing the Braves no matter what. And then likewise, the Padres and the Mets, that's four versus five. The winner of that series is facing the Dodgers no matter what. They're not reseeding anything. It's a true, hard, concrete bracket. So you got Phillies and Cardinals in one matchup, the winner to face the Braves in a best of five. You got Padres and Mets in a best of three out in New York. The winner of that faces the Dodgers in a best of five. The American League side of things. You got the Tampa Bay Rays, who are the number six seed. They're going to be traveling to take on the Cleveland Guardians in a best of three series. The Guardians are the three seed in that matchup as the worst record division winner. But Tampa Bay actually has a better record than the Guardians and, in my opinion, should probably be favored to beat the Guardians in that series. Though Cleveland has played better in the second half, and they've got such great pitching, which is such an advantage in postseason. Now, a really fun matchup is going to play out in Toronto, where you got the Toronto Blue Jays, who are going to be hosting in a three-gamer, the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are the best team in baseball that you've never heard of. They play out on the West Coast. Their game start at 9 o'clock, and if you're a Major League Baseball fan watching baseball at 9 o'clock, you're probably watching the Dodgers. You don't understand what Seattle has. Probably couldn't name very many players on their team. At the deadline, they went and got Luis Castillo from the Reds. He's a big-time thumper on the mound. Great starting pitcher. Um, Robbie Ray, really good. Logan Gilbert, really good. Offensively, they've got some sticks. They've got some sticks. Julio Rodriguez could really swing it. They've got some contact guys. Adam Frazier, Suarez, Crawford. They've got some dudes that could do some damage. Seattle's a dangerous team. That matchup with the Blue Jays will be fun because we know that the Blue Jays are a dangerous team as well. They could really play. The Blue Jays, they're throwing out dudes like, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and you know, Chapman and uh, Springer and Teoscar Hernandez and Bo Bichette. They've got sticks for days and days and days. And then, oh, yeah, you got Gosman and Manoa and Barrios, and they could pitch it a little bit too. That'll be a really fun series. The winner of Tampa Bay and Cleveland meets the Yankees. The winner of Seattle and Toronto meets the Astros. I actually think the Yankees have a great draw here. They have a great draw here. <clears throat> because Tampa and Cleveland, ah, neither team really strikes a whole lot of fear in you. I think Seattle and Toronto, both teams kind of strike some fear in me. Then on the other end of it, I think the Dodgers got a bad draw. Man, you win 110 games, you might have to face a team with 100 wins in the first round. If the Mets win that series, you're facing a 100-win team with high-level starting pitching in the first round, whereas Atlanta may be facing the Phillies, who has like 80-something wins. So curious to see. And I think that might have been, looking back in hindsight, that might have been a mistake, not doing the NFL-style bracket um, and not letting the higher or the better-seeded teams face the, the lesser opponents. Hey, look, in this situation, it may benefit Atlanta. Hell, it will benefit Atlanta. But, you know, even... If the Mets win their series and the Cardinals win, the Braves are still facing the three seed, but the Mets have a better record than the Cardinals do. So either way, it's going to benefit Atlanta, on paper at least. 
I don't know. I think revisiting that, they may they may change that in the future. But I can't wait. Playoff baseball is a whole lot of fun, and we're going to get a whole lot of it in the next couple of days. But these wild card series are going to be played over the weekend. And then we've got the divisional round series for the National League and the American League happening after that. So we cannot wait. It's going to be a whole lot of fun to see how it all shakes out. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you some betting picks. We'll talk a little bit about maybe some LSU and some Saints tidbits. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Join the fun as La Fête du Vieux-Tour kicks off this Friday evening. Join the fun dancing to Leon and the Hot Sauce Band. No posers, Ted Dude, Daryl Grow and High Rolling Band, Mule Kicks, Snapper and the Fish Sticks, Batula, and Ryan Foray and Foray Tradition. Enjoy great food and drinks, a boucherie, sauce piquant, cook-off, craft boots, carnival rides, Cajun educational seminars, and much more. Join us this weekend for La Fête de Vieux Ton, 4484 Highway 1 at Bayou Farmers Market and Visitors Center. Sponsored by the Office of Louisiana Tourism. Visit louisianatravel.com to plan your trip today. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Building our dream home, we were going to put a a Mueller roof on it. We couldn't help but but choose Mueller to to put the barn up as well. All of the components are Mueller components, everything from the I-beam to the purlin to to the sheets on on the roof and the wall. I was able to put my my leather shop in there. I primarily build working shafts for for working cowboys. And so that barn has has kind of given me a a man cave to go do my my work in. I, I love seeing it from the road as I'm pulling in the driveway. 
Find out more at MuellerINC.com. minutes to spend with you guys and then we're adios amigo on this wednesday i'm going to be tonight taking pictures of some terrebonne high school or terrebonne parish middle school football rather is what i meant to say we've got evergreen and homa junior high tonight i'll be out there getting pictures of that boy they, from what i understand the evergreen kids are something else they're super explosive and Super athletic, and they tell me that the HL Bourgeois football program is going to be getting some good ones, and they tell me Homa Junior High ain't bad either. So I look forward to seeing those kids in action tonight. Uh, I'll be out over at Tom B. Smith. Thanks so much to the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. Um, betting picks today. Um, I'm going to give them to you because that's what we do here. But I'm telling you out front, and I mean this. Like I'm not trying to cheat anybody. I'm not trying to hose anybody. There's not a whole lot of confidence in these because what we told you in the last segment of the show is every seed is locked in the MLB right now. Um, the playoff teams know where they're going. They know who they're facing. The non-playoff teams are snoozing. They're they're ready to go into the offseason. So there's not a whole lot of confidence in these because no one in the entire sport has anything to play for today. But I'm going to go Angels minus one and a half because Otani's on the mound. Otani's been outstanding this season. I think he'll be good again. Oakland can't hit at all, much less against a quality pitcher. I'll trust Otani to get a win today against Oakland. I'll also today <coughs> trust um, Tampa Bay to get a win, plus 120 over the Boston Red Sox. Tampa Bay has been struggling. Sorry, I had to turn off the mic to sneeze. Tampa Bay has been struggling. I think that they're going to play better and try to take some momentum going into the postseason against a Boston team that has had a rough go of it. So give me Tampa plus 120 money line over the Boston Red Sox. And then the last one that I got for you today is going to be, I like over seven and a half runs for the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. Atlanta, look, Atlanta's hungover. They clinched the National League East last night. I watched on Twitter the celebrations. They were drinking. They were partying. They were cutting up. They're hungover. They're not going to be able to get outs today. <laughs> I think the Marlins are going to score a bunch of runs, but Atlanta has an explosive offense. They're facing Hernandez for Miami, who hasn't been any good as an ERA above six. I like over seven and a half runs there. I think both teams are going to get some, and I think we're looking at a seven to five type game where Atlanta just throws a bunch of pitchers and Throws a bunch of things at the wall and see what sticks. So give me over seven and a half for the Braves and Miami. Thanks to everybody for listening. And that's all for me today. Casey Jistler wrapping up play by play. I think BJ Young for the time. I think Keegan Pokey for the time. If you're on the Bayou, 
going out 5.30, South LaFouche Junior Varsity and freshman football. I believe the freshman will play the first half. JV will play the second half. Tonight, I'll be out at Tom B. Smith watching Evergreen and Homa Junior High. If you're in the area of either one of those, going out and catch a game, support our student-athletes who are doing a really, really good job staying active, staying fit, all that good stuff. This is Casey Jisco wrapping up. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Tomorrow, we're going to preview these high school matchups. We're going to give you a rundown of what you should expect in week six of the high school football season. And we're also talk some LSU and some Saints and get everybody ready for the weekend, which is fastly approaching. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Adios, amigo. I'm out. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. Sweet dreams of rhythm and dancing. Sweet dreams of passion through the night. Sweet dreams are taking over.